You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And tonight, we are... Hey Queens, what's going on? It has been one hot minute since I've had one of my uh, Aussie gals on the podcast. Uh, So we are cracking it two weeks in a row. Carla Gare this week and then Lauren Hunter next week. But this week, uh, I am really pumped to chat to Carla. She is amazing soul, an amazing human being, and we have a really good chat about six life, um, what COVID has been like in Australia, everything from top to bottom. You're going to find it right here during this episode, guys. Make sure you are subscribing, leaving a review if you can to the podcast. This is episode 43 now. Uh, incredible. And uh, as always, every episode we've done this, and it is time to get down. Here we go. I'm the queen of the castle, get down you dirty rascal, get down. Hey queens and welcome back to the Queen and Podcast. We are back down under this week with our Berlin. Um, <laughs> hey Carla, how are you going? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> down there. just get it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> it's, it's only the third time that I've got to say it, so like I, I'm going to milk yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and Fantastic. Your podcast has reached so far. It's, uh, it's awesome. It's, it's really incredible. Awesome. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Let's let's start off with a fun one, though. You have a choice right. between a plain Fredo frog and a caramella koala. What are you picking? Oh, I have to go caramella koala. I yeah. love caramella. Right. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> out of all your own songs, and we'll d- dive into this later, <laughs> what's your favorite to perform? Oh, to perform. Nice. Yeah, That's yeah. question. I think the um, I think the most euphoric experience that I've had has actually been in a song I uh, did on my second gig called "Every Breath I Take," which I will be changing the title of that song because it's already existing. <laughs> so I think it might just be "Breath I Take" to not cramp on Sting style. <laughs> God damn Sting, get in the way of our creative process. Of yeah. It. <laughs> um, but yeah. I love your musical style. Um, so what is, who did you like, what was your musical inspirations is essentially my question. Um, yeah, for sure. I think that um, I, when I write, it's a, it's totally, I, I would be lying if I didn't say it was influenced by what I've been listening to at, at the time. Like I uh, I will listen to a certain style and then find the next song that comes out does have influences of that, which I think is, I think is really cool. Um, And means that a lot of my music does call upon quite eclectic styles, which I love. I, um, yeah. Uh, But I definitely do. Emily King is a huge influence and she really kind of, um, when I heard her sound, I was so, it was the first kind of, artists that I resonated with their like entire vibe but also they she didn't have any um like they weren't all straight pop songs she had instrumentals she had really short songs she had songs that was just a chorus that would loop and it really opened my eyes to like hey music can be whatever yeah and she's not a set structure of totally yeah yeah, and she again, no way the only person doing this in the music scene. In and that's like extensive to classical every style ever. It was just the first artist, happened to be a woman as well, who I connected with and on that I was like, Oh damn, there's so much more freedom here. Yeah. And that that set off a chain reaction of like, ooh, I can have shorter songs and that's where the prayers came from and these songs that really were I I love the imagery of like the song is out there and I am at a certain point in my life where I can access what I need to be a vessel to express that. Yeah. So I, yeah, she really kind of unlocked that. Helped me find the words to describe that. Sick. I love that. Yeah. That's good. And we're going to touch on the album later. So we'll come, we'll circle back around. Um, Mm -hmm. Heading to a zoo. What's your go-to animal to go see? You did say zoo, right? You yeah, did. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I had Zoom. I was like, <laughs> oh, go to animal at the zoo. <sighs> My mind went to the meerkats 
but I do feel like the lions are pretty magical as well. Yeah. Just- oh, the zoos are great, but but also zoos are so um I it's a half and half because being in the presence of the animal is like wow, but also like especially there are zoos some zoos in Melbourne are pretty restrictive for the animals. Yeah. And it's just a bit sad to see them like that. True. Mm. Yeah. Um theater. Let's let's dive down Hello. this. Hello, that's what we're here for. Um, if you weren't aware, we do talk about theatre and Six the Musical on this podcast, so um, strap in. Uh, how, how did you get into the performing arts? What was your introduction to this world? To the performing arts? Uh, well, uh, my parents, they are both um, performers themselves and both teachers as well um, of uh, music and uh, voice and at some point instruments as well and I grew up like music was uh, just another language in the house um they were both opera singers as I was growing up like they actually met at the university that I trained at which is that's cool wild back when it was a night course I know it's uh, (laughs) like when I would perform at Grant Street Theatre which was there when they were there they'd always be like oh wow look at what they've done to the place (laughs) how cute but yeah, so I, um, I lived in this environment where performing was never seen as unaccessible or um, something that wasn't sustainable and it was always encouraged. I was heavily supported, which really, really lucky and grateful for that. So yeah. it was just always around. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Was VCA your first and only choice or did you audition for the other two? I did audition for the other two, but VCA was absolutely my tippy top for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did not get accepted into the other two. I believe Whopper, I was too, Whopper said I was too young and I should come back the year after. And BAPA, I, I think I got into like their, they had a, uh, I seem to remember letters as in like ABCD. And there was a certain, whether they equated to a waiting list. Speaking of VCA, I didn't get into VCA straight out. They had a foundation program, which unfortunately they don't run anymore, which is so sad. But I got into the foundation program and then was bumped up to the waiting list and then bumped into the course. So it wasn't a smooth sailing. Yes, you are in VCA. Um, But thank God. And for all those UK people listening, VCA is like, one of our equivalents of like Guildford and that type of thing, just yeah, in Melbourne. So, Queen, uh, how did you find out about Six? Where did? <laughs> how did it was? It was just a brief that was going round. Though, funny story, I was in the UK before the brief came to Australia, yeah. and I was shoving my face with every show I could see, of course. Um, I saw company on that trip and my, just my brain. Is that the, like the, the new one that's just transferred to Broadway? Where yeah. they, oh. With freaking, I, I, oh, I haven't experienced, um, no, I have, I absolutely have, but like sitting, I was incredible seats, four rows from the front, directly in the middle and, um, bloody, uh, oh my God, Patty Lapone <laughs> is singing ladies who lunch and i'm just sat there with tears streaming down my face because there's just some like you can feel her presence on that stage and the entire cast was insane like it was such a that was my favorite production i saw the entire trip but oh and she looked at me because i'm pretty sure she saw that i was struggling and but it wasn't a look of like are you okay it was more a look of like I, I know so many people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I would take that. Oh. Um, but I had, I, I did the whole, like, I was going to the ticket booth thingy um, near the M&M place. <laughs> I can't remember this. But I had the option of seeing Six or Caroline or Change. And would you believe I saw Caroline or Change? <laughs> So I, I, yeah, didn't even see it. And then when it, so I, when it came here, it wasn't as if I had this, like, <gasps> I saw this show and I really want to be a part of it. Yeah. But I had totally seen all the buzz that was around, like with the Olivier performance and just how, like their, 
West End Live thing they did. Yeah. Yeah, those I'd seen, I was like, this is epic. What is this? And also, um, as an unemployed artist, when you get a brief, it's, it's a very nice thing to be like, okay, there actually is a spot here for me and this is, this is a job. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> I need that. So yeah. getting the brief, going into auditions, um, what was your audition process like? How, from your point of view, um, what did you go through? Yeah. I actually, funnily enough, had to... So they asked you to send through a... Um, a full length photo and, a, and your headshot when you got the brief before actually going through the auditions. Um, and I funnily enough needed to get a full length photo for something else and was looking back over my emails that I sent through to my agent um, at the beginning of six uh, when the brief first came through and I was like, hey, have you heard of this thing? I think I'd be really great. He was like, yeah, of course, we've, we've put you through. I'm a very... Um, forward speaking client <laughs> in terms of like uh the second anything happens i'm like agent have you did you know about this which <laughs> is a fine quality <laughs> anyway <laughs> but and i was looking back and, and there was just a moment where he asked yeah great and do you see anyone in particular that you'd like to be put up for and i was like yes please and Berlin. and it was just lovely to read that and then with this experience be like oh my god that was way back before any of this <laughs> wow <laughs> um but the audition process for me was they sent us um materials to learn uh, it wasn't about picking songs they gave us a list actually and each song kind of equated one of the queens yeah. and so i picked the one that was most berlin i absolutely auditioned with a london accent because i thought that was it and then got in the room and sang Bang Bang very well and with a pretty good accent. But they were like, uh, that great, but we can you do it in the Australian accent? And it, it threw me so, so Sorry, bad. It's only in my head in, in, in that oh. accent. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like put, yeah, I'd put that in it that way. But and it's so weird for us too because like when, when we sing, like it's very rare that we instinctively go to the Australian accent to sing. Australian. It's either American yeah. or British or something will, we adapt. Totally. Totally. I will say now I do because yeah. Six has taught me that and I love that point of um difference and that point of this is my accent. But before that, absolutely. Yeah. And so that was weird. But yeah, the first thing was also I don't think it was singing first. I believe it was a dance call first. And they asked us to wear heels. So a lot of us were wearing booties that are not really like dancer booties. They're like booty booties. But that was, you choose your own adventure there. And I think we learned on the first one, I think it might've been Get Down. The do-do-ku um, in the first chorus. Yeah. Um, and they made us strut down the room. That's right. They made us go, they put Beyonce on and they made us strut. And I think that was their first kind of inkling of seeing who can just do it, who can release the fear and all that and just be present, but also who can support from the sidelines because the supportive quality was the, a big um, continual theme throughout the audition for sure. Yeah. Um, and so then uh, the numbers slowly diminished as they cut people from that, then it was singing. And then a couple people from that call back dancing again. And we learnt, I believe, No Way and All You Want to Do. Um, oh, no. No Way was final, final callback. It gets a bit blurry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. It was nearly a year well, ago. So much content. I don't, I don't know about uh, as a performer or any performers listening. The content, like, that is such a high pressure, like, soak as much as you can in environment but then it just get dumps at the door like yeah. they asked us to retain they were like oh we're gonna do um get down again and i was like but they 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 completely understand that and they're like great step one <laughs> but it was um they were so welcoming and freya i remember our resident choreographer 
um, Freya was teaching us. And I just remember being like, how do you move your body like that? She's so, that style is so good on her. She knows how to work it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a process pretty much. Oh, the big, the, one of the big things that a lot of people like, this is where six kind of differed and was kind of the first time I'd done this was the very final callback which I'm not sure if you know much about, but we had to do our individual, they got us like, so for example, those doing the Berlin material, those doing the Cleves material, they were benched together because they're kind of the, I guess the looser, funnier queens in, yeah. in that regard, in the audition regard. And um, we had to, all of the people going for that sung it in front of each other. We, yeah. we, we kind of became the audience, which was, another really wonderful test i guess to see who can set their material aside and be present and be an audience member be a supportive person yeah which was sneaky because it was <laughs> terrifying yeah. to kind of have this material that you've prepared that everyone else in the room has prepared as well but it was wonderful to then as you're doing it like see how different everyone's was yeah even though the exact same material not one person made the same choice as someone else because the material asked of your interpretation yeah and it was so refreshing to be like oh i see why your job as a casting panel is so hard because you're it's totally people there is not one element of the physical that is required it, yeah. it comes down to what you bring as as a human and i was like more theater like that that's amazing right and like the more i talk to like that same thing is like cast across the world everyone's like it's so different i'm like how it should be really like let's be honest (laughs) um but yeah it's so good um and i mean also this story doesn't come doesn't fall under the need uh it's not a cultural story that's being told yeah so and it, that does then open it to being anybody and being about a person rather than needing to have an authentic telling of a story in that yeah. regard. Yeah. So yeah. getting the call, Carla, you're in. You're going to laugh. Okay. That's why, <laughs> that's why I asked it. <laughs> I was at Chadston Shopping Centre um, and I had a missed call from my agent classic and I um it was one of those moments where I I'd kind of I hadn't forgotten about six but I was I was like I could, I, it wasn't a you look at the phone and you you have a gut instinct I was just kind yeah. of like oh should should call should call you back <laughs> and I was getting into my car and the bastard was like oh yeah how you going yeah it sounded a little melancholy I was like oh this is one of those Calls. just Great. a courtesy like and i'm like i've got i think i must have had my yeah my headphones in so i was like trying to get into the car and as i'm like on my trajectory to sitting down he's like we just wanted to um let you know that uh you've been rough offered the role of Amberlynn. <laughs> and I'm, i've literally sat down and it's like <laughs> like praise <laughs> in this car park by myself <laughs> <laughs> that's happened i've had like two major calls um of like these roles like things that have been quite life-changing the other one was vca when i got the call saying you're bumped up from waiting list you're now into the course i was by myself again at home and i, I distinctly remember being like i don't know how to deal with this <laughs> oh, oh uh, i could just see you like sitting in a car park just slamming on your horn just like not the horn but definitely like and what was hilarious was of course can't tell anyone confidential like to the nth degree i was even like can i tell my family i don't even know if i can um and i was seeing a show that night i was seeing my friends perform (laughs) in uh the beautiful game at chapel off chapel and i was sitting there and i would just keep going like having these waves of remembering this information that i just received but being like watch the show like just watch this show and it was the funniest like no one else knew what was going on but i was pissing myself in my chair being like this is hilarious 
And I took myself out dancing afterwards because I was like, I need to celebrate and I can't tell anyone about it. So I'm just going to find strangers at a club and dance with them and tell them I got a really big job, but they don't know anything about it. That is exactly what I did. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's... Um chat quickly about the next couple of months you get the call um and then the australian sherlock holmes party comes to the thing and the queendom tries to figure out who the nine <laughs> of you are <laughs> so right. what what was that like seeing everybody because going back through my account it's really funny now because i think you tagged vidya in a comment on one of my posts like i think it was something like three weeks before the announcement was made and i was like <laughs> Okay. All right. So what, what was it like seeing everyone like piece things together and slowly like. It was so, um, it was fascinating because, because it was this whole new world of like such a wide community and such a huge community of people that were like, that were so um, interested in knowing who we were. And watching people piece it together and like people like yourself who were bang on, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I got like seven out of nine and I was like, oh, I'm close yeah. enough. I'm pretty sure I got like the main six. So we'll just run with that. <laughs> oh, no. But, but yeah, it was, and it was kind of, it was still disconnected. Like yeah. we could be looking on without the attachment of the, we, with the, we had the anonymity. Yeah. But then, like, I remember I was with Kiana when it got dropped. And though that, like, that 24 hours was insane. <laughs> Queendom is amazing. But just this, the volume of attention suddenly and, like, woo! It was a drop. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what the hell? Like, this, this as in just this side, like, no one really prepares you for that. There isn't really. Yeah. And also within like, it's not really the MT industry. It's more moving into the six world of yeah. that fandom. Like it's, it's a, the, it's a real proper like universe within itself. And it's 100%. like, damn, you're a part of this. And it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> so then that happens everything explodes yep. on social media and you guys go into like that little there was like a little media thingy and then rehearsals mm -hmm. started so what was it like hearing everything kind of come together on that first read through and it was the first read through was so sweet it was really um inclusive in in the sense that we read the script and it was um, amazing to hear people's like line reading, but every song, the, um, the creatives were adamant that everyone who was sat around the table had to sing. So you had, we had our directors, we had our crew, we had our stage managers, like the, um, producers were singing these songs. And it was like, that was a real kind of checking point of like, these people rock like what a cool thing this is that yeah. i'm now part of and it's had slowly kind of started seeping in that like this is this is pretty awesome yeah and that um and it was also like just so such a feel good to hear like like kiana's one of my closest friends and to hear her reading these lines and injecting herself in this character and being like oh my god i like that's you but you as cleaves but it's so you and this is this thing that we're now part of this <laughs> it was just yeah that it was that, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that's it that sums up the whole experience <laughs> oh. <laughs> um so going through the rehearsals what was it like trying to find yourself in Anne? how did you go about finding your character yeah. That's a great question. There was a, it kind of, it was really funny because it was, um, it was so simple, but in its simplicity, like, uh, I feel like this is with any, uh, anything when it is so simple, it's like, there's so much more room to fall into, but it must be harder than this. There's, or, or yeah. the, the kind of deceptive thing of 
get like uh, a few of us fell into the meta like it's me but i wouldn't say that but you want that of me playing her but those lines that she's saying i wouldn't say that but yeah. so then how do i bring myself to things that i wouldn't say but being the best qualities of myself as Berlin. And it, it, it kind of, there was a, like the potential to fall into that. Yeah. But there, I remember the direction um, Grace had, like there were really specific ways of saying things and jokes, especially um, because they were very suited to an English accent and an English person's inflections. Yeah. And so for us to find how it sat with an Australian uh, inflection and understanding and accent, that kind of took a bit longer. Yeah. And in fact, some things were changed. I remember when Lucy came in, I, and I can't, not, I can't remember what line it was, but she changed one of my lines. because She was like, that doesn't work with the Australian and I like where you're going. Let's do this instead. And I wish I could remember because I was like, oh my God, Lucy changed this for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah. So that was that was cool. And I I think if yeah it was easiest when I would just do the task of um kind of removing myself as in being like i'm playing a bigger version of carla yeah. it was more i think i looked at it more as though i'm playing berlin um but the characters that the qualities that berlin has is all like for example uh with a character i would i could do same as me different as me yeah lists to help me find things about them but i would just take the same as me list and like put those qualities in her i guess if i'm kind of trying to break that down so it was, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I didn't really delve into the matter of it as much and that helped. <laughs> but again, it was a hole that could have been fallen into very easily for sure. Yeah. Mm. But I think also there was, um, I really, I saw it as a freedom to kind of uh, just be on that stage and the, there was a structure within these lines and within the comedy of it and the technique of the comedy so that those jokes landed. But there was also this freedom that came with it being so close to the self. Yeah. And that was, I love that. Love me some freedom on a stage. <laughs> um, so acting's a third of the show and a third of the hardest part. Um, let's jump into the choreography because that's, uh -huh. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's my question here, folks? There's so many. Um, okay. Let's start with what was the hardest part for you to wrap your head around choreog choreographically? Choreographically. I think the hardest song was all you want to do because it was so bitsy. And there was so much, um, uh, the choruses especially were very similar, except would have like one difference. And there were many a night where everyone would be going in and I would be freaking out here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were, that was, um, and that asked for a lot of precision as well. So that one, that was a good brain kind of remembering where you are yeah um and i think the no way dance break was no way was energetic like that was a workout especially that um the the dance break in that song yeah but, that, but it was so fun as well um they all had their challenges get down was sassy as heck and felt really like cool to be that low and connected to the earth. Yeah. Didn't really do much in Seymour's. <laughs> Sit there, smile, stand up, harmony. Woohoo, we're good. <laughs> feel it, really feel it. And oh God, did we? Like sitting there, um, Lauren every night. Oh, that man, and every night she got to that note. I was like sitting there like, 
I'm gonna cry. This is it. Like, oh, God. I yeah, incredible. And every night, mm. yeah, beautiful. Um, and I'm just trying to th- and videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then going into Mega Six and all, all the funkies. Yeah, I'd say for, technically all you want to do was um, hard. Yeah. But the whole show, I think the hardest thing of the whole show is that it's kind of written, um, and I say this all the time, but it's written to have energy at 100%. Yeah. Even when you're um, a backer or even when you are doing like more subtle movements, the energy of it is like has to be up there. And it's, it's to the point where it's like, even if you're at 75, it just, the, the actual movements don't look as good. And it looks like you can, it's so clear that you're marking or, yeah. or even, even if you're not marking, just slightly under becomes so noticeable. Yeah. I think it might be because there is only six of you on stage and there's, um, there is space to see everything and you're wearing these epic costumes and like, Everything is heightened, so if you're not matching that, it's obvious. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, Carla Gear. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had the pleasure of watching the show. I went, it was around, it was, I think around near the end of the show, and I, it was when Karis went on for Berlin. I think I was, and, was I there that night? Yeah, I was there that night. Yeah. That was, oh man, that was so good. (laughs) Yeah. But it was like, it was so, um, uh, I was, the moved doesn't even begin to cover it. Watching it and like seeing what you're all seeing and then noticing like on stage what feels too big. But then when you look at it from the audience, it's like, oh my God, no, that's the vibe. Yeah. And the like, electricity exuding from that stage and how powerful everything and everyone is it was just like holy crap what am i a part of yeah this is amazing and the um i remember that being a real like pick me up because i think it was near the end of the season and the show especially we did nine shows a week Mm -hmm. it was really hard to find a groove of uh, well, groove, groove of recovery, I guess. Like it was only within maybe the last two weeks that I felt like I could do life outside of recovering and preparing and doing the show just because yeah. it was such a toll um, physically, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually on the body. Yeah. Um, like people are like, it's just a 75 minute show. I'm like, yeah, but it's 75 minutes full out nonstop. Like <laughs> it's not yeah, a. Totally. totally. And it, it's um like barely leaving the stage. And like I said, the energy is just written in. It's yeah. has to be constant. Um, and also we had two, three, two show days. That was a kicker. That was hard yeah. to get through. When I saw the schedule come out, I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Like, usually it's yeah. like maybe like a Wednesday, Saturday, two show, and then like one show Sunday. And then, but like, yeah, that's usual for sure. Yeah. But what have, and I, and that wasn't going to continue as we went on in the season. They just had nine shows for Sydney because it was a much smaller venue. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that was a struggle to navigate. And Monday was then sacred. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the rehearsal room, what was it like for you doing the whole show full out for the first time? Oh, amazing. It was um, wildly bizarre. I don't know if you've seen like the photos of my makeshift little buns as an attempt to figure it out. My hair was also so much longer. I had it, they asked if they could cut it because it was like, I'm going to say like longer than this and just, it was going everywhere and um, it would get caught in the buns, even without the little spiky things. And they were like, I'm just going to take a precaution, which is, I think going to (laughs) help, but the, I'm doing it with the skirts for the first time and the introduction of a microphone, because as, as the Cory was taught, we had the microphones of course, because the Cory mic is just as important. Like, 
when we freaking change it and we're singing here and then suddenly like where like it, it had to be it was just as important as every other thing which was cool felt like a rock star absolutely yeah. <laughs> but it was a mind games it was huge mind games um but that yeah that moment and also like the swings were rehearsing i believe oh i think the first time we ran it actually they sat in the audience and supported oh it's a little bit blurry i'm not gonna lie but um i yeah producers came in and we had the creative team and it was uh it was pretty wild to put it all together yeah yeah that's <laughs> awesome um so something that's rare for australian productions is working with the writer of a show um, especially like an international mm. show. So what was it like to have um, Lucy and also Joe, who was there from the early days, come out and um, work with the people that actually kind of created the show? Insane. The stories that Joe would tell us about, like him being there for that um, Edinburgh Fringe all, and like the whole process of selecting which show they would take to the fringe and meeting a young Lucy and Toby and just sitting there like, oh my God, this, this is totally applicable like to the shows that have come out of like a uni close to me, like a friend of mine or these people are like, Joe is, I believe Joe's 23. Yeah, he's not much older than us. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. like, you what? what? that's insane and for him to he's also um the most kind compassionate intelligent um like he knows the craft and the show so well and is so um like brilliant in his um knowledge and teaching of the um the material, but also just of the voice. Like I would love him as a vocal teacher. He's <laughs> wonderful. But um, yeah, and the sweetest, sweetest human as well. And then Lucy was just ridiculous. Like she came in and she just, um, there was she, the first thing she said, she was like, my kids. <laughs> and they're all like, oh my God, <laughs> you look like a friend of mine. <laughs> and it just it's it's a testament to her um friendliness and her generosity they i feel like that's a quality that actually everyone connected to six has in so generous yeah. um of of love of joy of friendship of connection of um great things and she was so um she, at first she was, you know, very friendly and very kind, but then when it got to work, it was like, great. Okay. And never, um, in, in no way harsh, but it was just, we're working now. And it was yeah. so empowering to see a, uh, a woman stand there working on her material across yeah. the country. Um, and just freaking being awesome. Like, uh, so incredibly, um, again, similar to Joe, like incredibly compassionate, but completely um, intellectually brilliant. Uh, she just knew exactly how to get what she wanted out of us, which is an incredible skill to has, have yeah. as a director, especially with people that you don't really know. Yeah. Like to be able to speak to them and to make them feel comfortable. I mean, we were all very starstruck as well. <laughs> to that takes a brilliant director and and it was like you're a writer and you're a director and you're freaking killing it yeah i was very inspired very very inspired we've touched on pretty much the whole creative team so we might as well keep going moving into the opera house you then get tim and paul join the crew to do sound and lighting so what was it like kind of working with them and staging the show for the audience yeah i mean it was the entire like uh, experience of moving into the opera house was its 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 own like whoa and the that theater I've worked in that theater before but that theater is so um, it's a chameleon like it can move into uh, any ever. I had never been in there before and I walked in the first time I walked through the doors I was like 
oh shit yeah okay all right <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to get downstairs you just walked in and you were like oh here uh, we go. <laughs> yeah. and it was uh they'd like a comparison to what i the show i was in last time which was literally just a stage and then the red seating and then this like almost like stadium esque vibe in this theater it was like oh my god and the opera house like walking to work every day was ridiculous but um working with the uk creative team uh the crew was so like i remember when we walked in and it wasn't quite set up that all the lights were going in and everything and it was um they were so uh generous again with us and uh with the introductions and meeting everyone and um, it was around New Year's, I believe. And we all went and saw the fireworks on the harbour afterwards. And everyone's so, everyone was so nice. And so um, nice to share that with them, especially we were all away from family. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a, the chapter of moving in and then meeting everyone else attached to it and putting faces to names. I believe they were at the first one, though. Because they were part, like our very yeah. first rehearsal, we okay. met everybody yeah. that was attached to it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Before we get an audience in, let's talk about the green and working with Nigel um, to get. <laughs> I love everyone's reaction when I bring up costumes, guys. Like just watching everyone's face when you're like, let's talk about this. They're like, yes. <laughs> So what was it like working with Nigel and um, his team to bring the green to life? Oh, yeah. Um, crazy. Insane. Because it, it's so specific and it's so, um, it's entirely your own. Uh, and that's inclusive of uh, alternates and swings, but it's entirely made for you. And it's this epic um, monstrosity of a costume. This powerful, like, suit of armour. And the plastic, like, I remember Nigel telling me about how hard it was to work with that material. Yeah. But um, kudos to them all because they, uh, don't tell anybody else, but apparently um, the Aussie costumes were pretty pretty good pretty tick of approval from head honchers <laughs> get it nigel <laughs> um but yeah and the boots like nigel nigel had uh he fought really hard to get us laducas for the yeah. show which thank god i heard about um i heard awful stories about working in shoes that were not supportive and doing that show um like having the weight taken off us of potentially being in really unsupportive shoes, yeah. like being able to do the show in those boots was a godsend. Cause I, I like, I heard about uh, some productions where they were using like, I don't know, the equivalent of a Kmart boot here. Yeah. And it was, uh, I just could not imagine getting through all of that and being in them for 75 minutes and doing all of that Cory and singing the way you have to sing and uh, moving the way you have to move without that support down the bottom. So that was a thank gosh. Shout out um, to Laduka for, sure. for being a good supportive shoe. We got you. And um, <laughs> and Nigel. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so show gets teched, costumes are in, hair and makeup's in, lighting's in, sound's in. Mm -hmm. And we start off with a two-show day. Um, <laughs> we? Oh, God, we I can't even remember. That's all right. Yeah, I, she... I got you back because I was there. For you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I re like, let, let's flash it back because like, you were the first person that I actually met out of the yeah. cast and it was be on your hey. way in. Um, oh yeah yeah see now That's we're throwing right. it back um, <laughs> yep <laughs> that day was like what was it like the, the whole day was just crazy like yeah what was it like having people in there and reacting and 
screaming at the top of their lungs, like just to see you guys on stage. I I'm trying to remember the very first uh, show, um, and I I cannot. But I can remember the um, the audience is like the seventh queen. It it is the audience is just as important. The what makes the show run fast and what makes the show um has seemed to go faster for us is the like if the audience gives back what the queens are putting in and the energy is met in the middle, yeah. the show goes both and like where where you, that that's a a give and take and giving and receiving and the show just flies. Yeah. And it becomes like it, it's raised to a place that it couldn't have gone without the audience. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were missing in the rehearsal room. Cause like by the time you get to the seventh time we're running the full show, our limited members of audience are like, Oh yes, I've heard that joke seven times. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And also like coming in with, these beautiful people who are so excited to see what we've done and to experience this show, you could feel the energy in the room was like, it was like freaking electricity everywhere. It was awesome. Um, And that was heightened so much. So on opening night, I remember opening night being wild. That was a crazy night. And I had like the best seat in the house for that because I was like, up on the side of the stage like behind you guys right so i was like yeah. watching the show from the back and i could see what you guys were seeing and i was like oh okay shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. and it was i think just the the having the audience um and the that kind of like the way the show starts is very ominous and very like ooh, ooh, what's yeah. gonna happen? divorce do, do. And that, like, that feeling of just before the show, that was one of my favourite moments. When the lights go down, we you hear the little... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 and we walk on. And, you know, some nights there wasn't any cheer. Some nights there was a big cheer. But the feeling of, like, oh, here we go, was there every time. And, yeah, that never got old in terms of, like, okay, this this new group of people get ready because we're going somewhere. <laughs> <Rock in. laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Miss it. Mm. Right. Let's, mm. let, let's dive into opening night. Cause like that was probably that. And I opening night, like the official opening night and closing night were probably the two hypest shows that I think I definitely went to. Um, and opening night had the double standing ovation after I don't need your love. And then the mega six. So what was that like seeing? Oh, Carla doesn't remember. Guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I remember the big, like there was one night close to closing. I don't believe it was on closing, but we got the, the biggest standing ovation after, um, uh, video sings we don't need your love bomb no that's not when it was it was in that little chunk where we all moved to the front yeah uh, and we're all standing in a six before uh oh six wise that bit oh. and then we hold that and we got this like the applause it's usually a cheer but it became this like extra big cheer that yeah. first and like me i break pretty easy like, <laughs> i'll own it <laughs> but it just was so overwhelming because it was it, it felt so like i mean yes a uh, a huge acknowledgement of the work and of the power but it was also this like celebration of what this show stood for and the the pride of these people feeling like, I guess, overwhelmed with this feeling of, oh my God, this like, yes. Yes, this inclusion and this celebration of strength and togetherness and 
it was that moment sticks in my mind a Man, lot. I would pay to see hear, just hear that harmony on repeat for like nine yeah. shows like that. Every <laughs> night I was like, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. oh, what a time. Um, <laughs> where am I going now? Oh, um, during the show, what's your favorite moment to be a part of? Um, ooh, uh, I love, and I actually spoke to Lucy about this, um, when I kind of, I had a a show where it clicked and I was like, oh, this is, this is literally what the whole show is about. And it's when we're coming back in the remix in I Don't Need Your Love remix and we sing, it's not what went down in his story. But tonight I'm singing this for me. And it just grows and builds. And it's that moment of like, I had one day where I was like, these women's lives were actually incredibly tragic and awful. Mm. And historically, like we make a little joke of it. Like, um, are you ready for one more song? Well, tough. You know, this is not what happened and it can't be reversed ever for these women, for these specific women, like li- realistically, historically, their lives and the, the effects that this circumstance and that King Henry had were uh, very, very, very bad and sad. And to then have this show that has this humongously positive spin and empowering attitude where it's like, well, as as Anne Boleyn, like embodying the spirit of Anne Boleyn and being like, hey, I'm taking this back and I'm singing this for me tonight, but also as Carla Gare standing up there, also as a woman standing up there, as an artist, as a human, to be standing up there and saying, these stories have not got a positive um, result, but that doesn't mean that I need to stand here and and that I can't sing and that I can't share um, an optimistic outlook and a fierce and powerful movement forward. And that line, I was like, oh, delicious. That there is still power to move forward in joy. Yeah. And celebration. That was the coolest breakdown I've ever heard. That was great. (laughs) Carla just won the (laughs) podcast, guys. That's it. Yeah, this is the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I mean that moment is so powerful. Hey. Beautiful. Yeah. Um if you could embody any other queen, who would it be? <laughs> if I could embody any other queen, I think. Ooh. I think I'd want to embody, all right, I'm kind of bending the rules here, but I'd want to embody um, uh, uh, who? I think I'd want, okay, I'd want to embody Catherine of Aragon, but infiltrate her thoughts so that she then realizes that Anne Boleyn was right. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep it true. Oh. I can't, can't be going around being other queens. We're talking about no, they're all great. <laughs> if you could turn anyone's costume green, what one would it be? If you, if like, Ooh. if you had a different style to Anne's out of the nine, uh, eight others. Uh, that yep, love the um, Karis's. Uh, black swing costume I think that is a tight costume they're all they're all uh, beautiful but I remember when Karis came out the first time in her uh, in her black um, uh, who is it I think it actually is her Howard costume yeah the the, like the kind of um, clear skirt the choker detail the long pony I, could, I don't know how I'd work that with the buns, but yeah, I thought that was fierce. Fierce, fierce, fierce. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I just want to like keep diving, guys. Um, <laughs> what's the biggest thing right now that you miss? About six. Yeah. <laughs> no, about life, Carl. Let's just let's. We're not well, talking about the show anymore. <laughs> suddenly, it becomes like black and white. Well, well, Josh. Um, uh, about six. I miss the um, the humans attached to the show. I miss that there was such a intimacy, especially, I mean, I'm talking about cast here, Um, especially being in Sydney, it became its own bubble and uh, living at the, a lot of us lived at the, um, at the Adena where they put us up. So living like really close proximity and just getting ready together all the time and having this real sisterhood of these eight other women was so um powerful and beautiful and i miss that a lot we're still we still connect a lot still <laughs> and i believe on this sunday we'll we'll be seeing this episode is going to air after the uh oh, the podcast yeah. comes out but you guys should have already seen the australian reunion that we're yeah. going to be part of because that's going to be a crazy hour and a half um, yeah so if you guys were there, <laughs> you'll know what we're talking about <laughs> I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, but, to, and also like uh, the then inclusive of the team that was attached, like Min and Chippy and um, Lynn and Nicola and ev- all the wonderful team that helped create the magic that it was. Yeah, and there's so many more that I didn't say. Gee, it was just yes. like from a, from my perspective, like, watching everyone come out stage door, it, it was a completely different vibe. Like you could tell that existed. Like you could see yeah. like even like all the crew and everything, like you could tell everybody was kind of bought in and was in this together, which was just really cool to kind of yeah. see that. It was a, yes, it was a real, um, a, uh, and I, you know, I don't know how uh, the word I'm looking for here, but there were no, everyone made the effort to be there for each other and to get to know each other and to, uh, I guess there was a really lovely understanding of, I keep coming back to the word generosity, but it's kind of, it's kind of the wonderful quality that everyone and everything about the show kind of, emulated so maybe it is a bit of a theme that it keeps coming back to maybe it's not a um not as random that a lot of like all the band all the crew um all the cast were so generous with their time and with their empathy and compassion for everybody else i think it's definitely something connected to the show though because it it, like that same theme Mm. is relevant in the in the queendom as well like it's Mm. it's a yeah Toby, Lucy, whoever started that. <laughs> well, well, you know, you've got some good values at its center. I've got quite a few of those. Yeah. Pretty good. Love it. Well, Carla, guess what? What? That's the end of the episode, my love. Whoa! I know. <laughs> um, sad times, but guys, we will um, definitely catch up with more of the other girls and I'm sure Carla will come back on at some point when restrictions are lifted. We might do a face-to-face kind of catch-up thing someday, sometime soon. Um, Oh, we've got to talk about the album. I knew there was something else. This whole time I was like, there's something else. Okay, guys, guys, this is like the most exciting thing I've ever discovered in the last six months. And if you have not listened to it, you need to go check out Spotify. The links to these two things are in the description box below. Click it, listen. It is literally the best time you will ever have. Um, Let's start with Love Lead The Way. Chat me through the concept behind this album because it is literally the coolest thing I have ever listened to. Oh, Thanks. Thank you. The, that album was born out of, I guess, a couple, a year and a bit's worth of kind of potterings away. And um, uh, 
Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's live. So it's the first gig that I did. So you can, you can hear the excitement and the, yeah. <laughs> the flying by seat of pants vibe, but it was um, amazing. And one of the best nights of my life and to share my music with people and now for it to be for that, that experience to be shareable continuously is crazy but i actually do have some other stuff coming out so keep keep posted you can guarantee guys that'll be shared on my social media so make sure you follow card and get it firsthand and then you'll see it on mine um but definitely my top three songs i'm literally looking at the thing right now would be oh wow it's so hard to choose entrance to my house is right up there next to me and i'd say um yeah Probably, I got you. Um, Like, just listen to the album, guys. Like, literally, just go do it. Click it, go do it. And and then there's the single, Chill Please, that came out last month, or July, because this is probably, yeah, so July. Um, Where did Chill Please come from? Chill Please was a random tidbit of a song that I had... um, saved on a voice memo so many of those and jack earl got in touch and was like hey i feel like we should collaborate uh you posted a like beginnings of a song on instagram let's work on that and i was like oh, i have something else why don't we expand on this and we did and it was um the coolest thing because it just it just happened in terms of like all right, a few calls, a few voice memos, a few back and forth. Great, we have a song structure. Great, the, uh, this epic chorus. So he sends me through the um, choral arrangement. We're recording parts. And then um, Patch Midley comes on and he's editing all this stuff. And then suddenly this video comes out. I'm like, oh, oh, we've done this. This is what this is. This has become yeah. a, this is a thing. <laughs> And I think why it was so surprising and then uh, surprisingly successful was because I, I had zero expectations. I was just like, we're collaborating. This is cool. Jack L's a really cool Australian artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And like, I, I read Chill Please. I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be like a chill song. And as it started, I was like, yeah, this is going to be chill. And then like it hits and I was like, okay. And then, oh, chill. Chill, then it chills out again. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I see where, excuse you. <laughs> You know uh, what? When I when I first when he first col- asked to collab, he was like, "I'm thinking I want to do real gospel soul." I was like, "Heck yeah, let's do it!" And I sent him that, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And we'll do this big thing in the middle. I was like, "Whoa, yeah! How big are we talking? Can we go the full way?" And <laughs> that was kind of the running joke of like, "This song is not chill." No, and that's, that's great. <laughs> it's so misleading, <laughs> but it's so great. <laughs> Guys, that does bring us to the end of the episode. If you want to check out any of Carlo's individual work, all the links are down below. Click it on Spotify, hit follow, um, and listen because literally it's just great. Um, to finish things up, Carla, mm-hmm. talk me through stage dooring at the Opera House because mm-hmm. like, that stage door is it, it, it's one of the more unique stage doors in Australia, I think. Um, So what was it like coming out of those glass doors and having, especially closing night with the kind of eruption that happened? (laughs) What what was that experience like for you? We, the Queendom, uh, were so, uh, again, generous, but again, really um, understanding of respectful boundaries i think like we didn't have any um well i i don't remember having any issues with people um being too uh too anything really it was such a uh and and also it it never got old like the experience of walking out and seeing these people who are cut who have come to see you for the show that you've just done was mind-blowing in a world that i have never experienced except being that person, yeah. being the <laughs> I have been there. So that, yeah, to be on the other side of it was like, whoa. And um, 
was full of so much full of so much every time and that closing night was insane insane and just um and heightened emotions as well because it was closing night but just this yeah um the fans are incredibly beautiful yeah that's love you very much (laughs) all right queens that's a perfect note to wrap things up on just before i get too emotional um <laughs> we will be back next week with an episode. Make sure you check out all of Carla's stuff. Uh, keep an eye on anything new and upcoming. Um, if you can get your hands on it, check out the Aussie reunion because I'm pretty sure we'll just be kind of laughing or crying for about an hour and a half. But either way, it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. We'll be back next week. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>